0: Nice toboggan. <laughs> oh, you like the hat? It's uh, freezing, no. man. Six. I know uh, what. No, I'm not a toboggan guy. Especially on grown men.
1: What's what is it? A Toboggan a hat?
0: It's what you have on top of your head while you're inside.
1: Sixteen degrees hey. in my house. We're cons- we're conserving the heat, so we are doing our part to conserve the grid, keeping it down about 66 degrees here, man.
0: You're channeling your inner lumber sexual. <laughs> sure, Paul Bunyan. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> um. All right, so if you're listening, we're recording by the way, Micah. Welcome to now officially the fastest growing podcast for producers in the United States. Did you make that up? Yeah, I just made it up. Like it sounds pretty, pretty cool. Pretty spiffy. Yeah. Um, so in today's podcast, we are going to talk about. Um, outliers comparing yourself to others and, um, networking versus referrals we we got a couple of things on the slate here to talk about um, and here's the long story short i know you try to stay off of linkedin so i don't know how much you see or whatever but i put up a post yesterday and it basically said something like this okay so you hear about a guy putting up 400k cool but what i want to know is how did they really do it? Did they do it from scratch? You know, were they handed their book and then, you know, that spun off referrals. Do they have an exclusive product? You know, whatever, long story short, 99% of the time you don't get the full story. Stop comparing yourself to others, run your own race, that type of deal. And I got a, I got a a bunch of DMs and uh, there was some, you know, I think, Maybe, obviously, it's on me. I didn't do a great job of clarifying a couple of things. So one thing is, when I said uh, gifted accounts, so I just want to clarify this. Uh, I don't think getting referral is is being gifted anything. I think we both agree that client referrals are, uh, you know, the lifeblood of any long-term. The holy grail. Yeah, the holy grail of uh, a book. So I got no beef with that. Uh, no beef at all. When I meant, when I said gifted, what I meant was they were handed a book, and then does the book spin off referrals, right? So that's what I meant by that. And just to clarify, I don't think either one of us, and we've talked about this in the podcast, actually have any hard feelings about anybody who is uh bequeathed a book of business. Um, you know, we we talk a lot about like, oh, you know. Inherited your book for dad from daddy, or all that, but you know, just secret, don't tell anybody. It's just marketing, we're just trying to dog whistle to the people out there in producer land who could benefit from what we have. That's really it. I, you know, shoot, if someone wanted to hand me a big book, I'll take it, you know, but we, we actually don't have any beef with that. This is, you know, life's not fair. Get a home we all had advantages and disadvantages like you just got to do what you got to do to to win the game and some people start off further ahead than others and that's fine i don't would you say that's fair
1: yeah i would say it's 100% fair we have no i know for sure yeah you don't i don't have any ill will towards anybody how you build your book i mean whether it's social media whether it's networking whether it's drop-ins whether it's being gifted or being a uh, seated accounts and you just and you work those deals and you maintain them let's be real it takes skill to keep a seated account it's not like it just you know but it, is that easier than than writing something from, from scratch absolutely 100 percent. i'll back that till the day i die but but i have no issue and i still think there's a skill set in all that so
0: say, if we have an issue, the only issue we would have is, is say someone is handed something and then they're put in charge of teaching other people how to do it. Uh, next thing you know, they're leading the producer development program. Meanwhile, they didn't do it on their own. Right. And then maybe, you know, I would say in our industry, there's not a lot of, not a lot of people really telling the true story behind how they did it. So I think, you know, that's, that's my, if I had beef, that would be it. Like if you didn't do it, just don't You know, if you didn't do it the way I'm trying to do it, just don't tell me how to do it. You know, it's pretty all. That's all I really have to say on that. Um, but I put out this um, put out the newsletter last night, and it's called the Ozempic of Producerland. And before I get into what it said, when you saw that title, were you like, "Oh shit, what is this"?
1: He's at it again, man.
0: Did you know what Ozempic is? Yeah, yeah. You I know think you'd have to is. be living, you'd have to be
1: living under a rock to not at least have an idea of what Ozempic is. But yeah, it's basically a shot you take that was like a miracle shot and helps you lose weight. People have been losing tens and tens of pounds, maybe hundreds of pounds with this deal. So I, you know, mildly thinking on Ozempic again. I don't care if someone takes it. I, I've, I, you know, you admitted to taking it. My only question would be kind of like other shots, potentially. What's the long-term side effects and consequences? (laughs) And have those been thoroughly tested, you know? So we don't know that. And um, that's what I would be, you know, curious about. Anyways, that's getting off topic, I think. You just used it as a...
0: What is Bill Gates putting in those shots, you know? That's what, you know. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, So anyways, I'm just going to try to frame this up real quick. basically what i'm saying what i said was i'm you know making the point that comparing your ses, success or lack thereof to other people's success is a bad idea and then i go on to give an example for in the last 7 days and this is absolutely true i'm not making this up i spoke to or heard from uh, a producer who did 100k last month via twitter a producer who did 400k last year via linkedin alone and a producer who did 700K in his first two years. Now, is any of that true? I have no idea. I don't know. Uh, and to be honest with you, it would be awesome if it is. Because that means that there is a better way to play the game. There's a bigger way to play the game. And, you know, I'm... I'm if, if, if I can win this producer game... By not having to send by not having to do prospecting, I will do it in five seconds flat. I know you get off by making cold calls, but if I could hone my social media chops to do that to write a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars a year, I would do it in two seconds. But my experience is there is always more to the story. Than what you're told and maybe every one of those things are true that they said I'm like again I hope they are but you never know so you're kind of caught in this limbo between all right well do I do you try to go out and trailblaze and pioneer this new way of doing things or do you you know maybe approach it with a healthy you know dose of skepticism you know what what do you what do you think when you hear stuff like this
1: I'm kind of like you it's like okay um that's awesome right and it also i think anyone who's trying to improve you have to look at yourself in the mirror and be like okay am i doing something or missing something that i should be doing that i'm not doing i mean i think that's 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 important and so that's that's kind of one area you know with that they talk about the comparison trap and i know that's kind of what the point of this letter was in your post but i actually think for me, sometimes comparison, if, if it's honed in correctly and you don't let it just run rampant in your mind, can be fuel, right? It can be actually a good barometer to, to help you improve. Um, because it's just like when we talk with clients about benchmarking or doing due diligence, how do you know what you don't know? So if you're in your own little world and you're like, I'm crushing it, man, I'm writing 50K per year. I'm, you know, all through drop-ins. Well, that's awesome but how do you know you couldn't be doing 500k per year through social media or cold calling or just any other different method, you know? So, so I think that's where the whole like comparison sometimes gets a bad rap. And I know, you know, I'm speaking contrary to the point of your letter, but like, you know, you and I don't necessarily have to agree on every little thing, but that it's just, there's nuance, right? So I think, I think it depends how you use comparison is, uh, is important. But I, one other thing, to, to just keep in perspective here is uh outliers right i will be the first to admit i look you know i was thinking about this the other day i look back at my whole life i've always been like not in the bottom half not in the top 10 percent. i've always been like 25th 30th percentile <laughs> like i'm like your you know your b plus student i am your second team all conference high school athlete <laughs> i have your you know like i at marsh i was like probably top 30%, 25%, never top 10%, right? And I can admit that, right? And it so whether that's good or bad, and you want to stop listening to me now because I'm not the top one, five, you know, one to five percent tell, that's fine. But not everyone could be the top five or ten percent, right? Or you can be, but not everyone is. And so I've kind of I'm always trying to get there. I'm not gonna beat myself up over trying to get there, but you have to realize there's just outliers. You know, we're not all not all swimmers are Michael Phelps, right? Not all Life insurance agents are Ben Feldman. If you don't know who that is, go check him out. You know the greatest life insurance salesman of all time. Not all. You keep going on and on and on. Not everyone's an Alex Hormozzi, right? But it doesn't mean you can't learn from these people. But you have to keep a balance in your head and know, like, okay, these are the outliers. I'm not going to just beat myself up and get depressed and and get all discouraged because they're so great and I'm only here. But I think if you use that comparison correctly, you can use the Alex Hermosis, the the Michael Phelps, David Goggins, all those people to to improve yourself, right? And you're your you're your own competition, I think. Um but I think I think you do need some benchmarks, you need some outside perspectives to to grow. Otherwise, you kind of just stay in your little bubble and you just don't know you know really it's like the 4-minute mile, right? I that you've you've mentioned that in several past episodes. Like no one knew they could break until someone broke it. And so technically that's comparison, right? Like wow, that guy broke it and people started comparing mentally like man, if he could do it, I could do it too doesn't mean everyone who tries to do it can do it, but there's maybe someone who used to be at a six who now can do a five that never could have got there if he didn't see someone do the four. So I don't know if any of that no, made I, sense, but yeah. No, I completely
0: hand. agree. And I, I, I don't think that you're saying anything contrary to what I mean. And maybe I'm not doing a great job of articulating it. Um, so I don't know if I've ever shared this on the podcast, but uh, I'm about 12 years sober. And one of the, you know, the whole thing about getting sober is, and I'm going to go off a little bit of a tangent, but then I'll, I'll tie it back in, is that, like, you can try to stop drinking. But what you really got to do is, you you got you, what it's really about is uh, changing who you are and, you know, what's inside of you and, you know, quote, unquote, plugging into a heart really comes down to just, you have to change as a person before you can actually change your behavior. And, um, and so one of the things that they, they would always say is like, you don't compare your insides to other people's outsides. And that really resonated with me. And that's really what I'm, what I'm getting at here is, is, uh, you know, whether it's social media or whatever it is, is, you know, we walk around and we see everybody's highlight reel, uh, on social media, or you walk down the street and you see some guy gets in this land rover and he's. You know, dressed to the nines, and he looks like he just sneezes $100 bills. And meanwhile, you know, you're struggling to pay your grocery bill, and you're like, shit, this is just like I'm losing. And so, my point is, like, you don't know what that guy's going through behind the scenes. You don't know what advantages or disadvantages or whatever. So, that's really what I'm getting at is just to run your own race wherever you find yourself. Run your own race. If you want to use other people, goals or motivation. I am game. I am all for not just accepting the status quo and, you know, just being mediocre. That's not what I'm advocating for at all. What I'm saying is um, there's, unless you know the full context or have the whole story when you do see outliers like that, to then compare yourself to that and, and cut yourself down or uh negative self talk well, that that that's really what i'm getting at because they're out they're outliers by the very definition of what it means to be an outlier an outlier means not like not normal like top 1% so uh <clears throat> if you want to strive for that great go for it i'm not saying not to do that but it's uh if not done correctly comparison can also be a uh, a real hin- hindering
1: um, discouraging.
0: It can be a trap, yeah, if not done correctly. Does that make any sense at all?
1: Yeah, no, one hundred percent. And I know, I know, you and I have talked along. I I love that that quote. Don't compare your insides to others' outsides. I mean, that's awesome. And a lot of you know different directions you can go with that. But yeah, I I know what you're trying to say. Um, and I think ultimately what what we want people to understand, and you know, we're we're in the trenches, like like you, right? You listening. We're, we're building our books of business. We're not speaking at anyone from a pedestal or saying that, you know, we're not some overlord telling you how to do things, how to not do things and run your your career. Uh, we're just kind of sharing what our experience has been and what we've seen work well and what we've seen not work so well and sharing with you guys, like, uh, you know, yeah, our personal processes. And, um, you know, I think even like when we created the the producer playbook or even my cold calling method you know it's like it's uh i think the reason i like it is because it's not it's not for people that are the outliers right it's for i think it's something that any common folk can can take implement and see some success with and have a build a successful insurance career and that's ultimately our goal is like anyone listening to this hopefully you guys get better and you if you want to stay in insurance and get better at it and be successful at it hopefully this podcast our course our material helps you achieve that and we we firmly believe in our heart of hearts that our approach well might not be what you want to hear always or might you know not not be that fancy claim to fame like hey you know press this button and you'll get you know take this shot of ozempic and you'll be a million dollar producer. It's there's hard work involved, but we—I do feel like it—it it can be applied to anybody. Literally, anybody listening could take this, apply it, and build out a, a decent uh, career. And I know that because I told you just a couple minutes ago, I'm average. <laughs> like I am the typical slightly above average person uh, when it comes to all. You look at all my whole life. I'm in the, you know, 20th, the thirty-fifth percentile of everything I do, which is not bad. But it's, hey, you know. I'm trying to get to the top 10. Uh, I'm 38. So maybe I'll get there at some point in my life. But uh, so anyways, this is what I've used. This is, you know, you've, you've applied and I think it works. I hope it does for anyone trying to, we're here to support y'all, you
0: know. And I was afraid this might happen, but as soon as I sent out that, that newsletter, Uh, of everything in that newsletter what do you think of course there was people that responded they're like hey man i appreciate it i really needed to hear that you know i've been caught in the comparison trap appreciate it Uh, but what do you think is the what do you think is even the the more likely email from that
1: someone's offended they probably read the
0: title and think like oh are
1: you bashing me Uh, because i took a zempic i have health issues or or you know i'm not taking the
0: easy route No no no, it was actually, hey, can you connect me with uh that guy who did stuff with Twitter? Oh. <laughs> In the email, yeah. I'm literally telling you, you know, that uh, you know, to to uh, you know, approach cautiously and uh you know, they 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 wanted the they wanted the shortcut. It's not that it's yeah. a shortcut, but I'm saying like Nobody that's really it, man. No nobody I I have no very few people that, you know, get their rocks off from cold calling. And I'm one of them, you know, I to love, hate, sometimes I do, something I don't. If someone would give me another way, I would do it. You know, I really would. And I would say from a social media standpoint, I would say I've got as good a chops as anybody just from my, you know, past background. And I still can't connect the dots. I don't see it. I can see it growing the max revenue thing, but the B2B. I just, you know, I I just can't see the benefit there. Now, of course, let's go back to the outlier thing. Of course there are always outliers, okay? Um, l- let me see how to say this without getting in trouble.
1: Well, let's let's talk about this quick. Cuz I I
0: Okay, go ahead. I want to
1: know the 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 person who wrote 702 years, did you talk to that
0: person? Uh, no, they sent me a DM.
1: Okay. What What so are the details on I, that? I, Do I don't have any the details. Okay, no, so, so that's you just, my point. Yeah. Gotcha. Because that's, that's the yeah, one there. So I was like, "What? You know, that's insane. Um, that's awesome." But I know. I guess. Come to think of it, I work with a guy who's done <laughs> seven hundred a year plus for three years straight. Yes. So, and again, yep. you and you again, talk there with him. are
0: outliers, right?
1: Correct. And you've talked to him. He not like his. Personality is gonna blow your socks off. You're not just gonna listen a conversation with the guy and be like, Oh my gosh, no wonder people must just be falling over at your feet, like with a BOR in hand. Please sign this, Mr. Like <laughs> just you know. But he obviously there's things, certain things with his process he's done that have worked really well. You know, we've talked about it before, I think micro- niching down and becoming an expert in a very, very unique space that people pay a lot of premiums in and having a really strong background as a risk manager and stuff like that. So there's different things. It doesn't take anything away from anybody that's the outlier either. That's the other thing. We're not trying to take things away from people who exactly. are the outliers. It's like, use what got you there and, hey, leverage that. I mean, whatever you – that's the cool part. I think there's been a lot of talk about authenticity. Man, I, I actually, I read this quote a couple of weeks ago. I really like it. It's like people said, stop trying to be original because if you try to be original, you just kind of – you just get goofy, wacky, right? Like, because you're trying so hard to be original, you just come across as phony. Instead, just be authentic, right? Just be real. Like, And, and I kind of like that. I can't remember who said it. I'd give them credit. It was in some book or a podcast. But um, but I really think that's that's the key to all this is like be your authentic self, you know, and, and uh, those outliers, hey, they're taking it. They're running with it. It's working for them. It's just as the sales folks, you know, if, and if that feels like your authentic self, like you want to be, you know, maybe a social media star or whatever, and you feel like that can leverage and lead to results, then go for it, you know, if that's your strong suit. Um, but, you know, even, this is kind of funny, I didn't plan on really going here, but you know, we created a course, what, six, seven months ago? Mm-hmm. If we shared our results with other people in the space who've created courses and, and, and made, try to make, you know, have money made online, we're technically probably in the outlier, What not you say? I mean, you're more the expert in that space than I am, but in terms of number yeah, I mean, of products basically- sold in six months, essentially?
0: Yeah, with just organic traffic, because we don't run ads, yeah, Yeah. we would 100% be an outlier.
1: Correct. So now if we went and we could go create a LinkedIn post right now today talking about, hey, do you want to make more money in 2024? Here's what we did. You know, and you guys are like, oh my gosh, let's talk. (laughs) It's like, what you don't see is that Trey has 10 years of background (laughs) doing social media stuff. What you don't see is Micah has 13 years of insurance sales experience and have been building my LinkedIn audience for, and so coming together, we created something that worked Pretty well, right? But there's just a lot of things you guys don't see and you wouldn't
0: Exactly. Exactly. You're not just going to read some, like, you're not just going to read this book and then in January of last year be like, you know what? I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to start this online business and then do what we've done. Not that we've done that great, but we've done a hell of a lot better than most people who were in their first year. But like you said, this is like year 10 or 12 for me online this is year you know 17 in insurance for you it's uh there's always more to the story there's always more to the story and that's that is the only point i'm making of course there are outliers you know i told you i talked to a guy in florida who's probably going to do a million dollars you know this year you got guys who do a million dollars in one year you got guys that do half a million 400,000 in one year absolutely i'm not saying that it doesn't exist i'm just saying You know, don't beat yourself up if you're not hitting that mark. Uh, You know, do what you can do, do, control what you can control, find a playbook, whether it's our actual one or somebody else's and just follow the system. But the reason why I really rail against this is because in my first three years, I was that guy who was willing to run through a brick wall and do anything anybody and so what I ended up doing, and I've said this 100 times on this podcast, but, you know, I'd hear one guy and then I would, I would go and, and I'd call him and I, I'd figure out how he'd do it. And then I'd call somebody else and I'd see how he did it. And next thing you know, I, I had all this competing advice, you know, instead of just following one system. And then the, the ugly little truth of it is, is the longer I was in the game, once I learned, once I got to know behind the scenes a little bit more, I realized, oh, that guy who's done, you know, was – Top, produ- you know, top young producer, well, his uncle brought him in on 90% of his book. Well, well no wonder. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but that's not the guy that I want to go learn from because I'm not, you, you, and I wrote a newsletter on this, you have to find a mentor who's doing it, who did it how you're doing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That is the key. It's not about. It's not that there's a good way or a bad way or a righteous way or an unrighteous way. It's just you have to find the guy doing it your way, or else you guys are talking. It's you know, it's apples and oranges, and it's not going to work. That's that's really the the genesis of you, all this for me.
1: Yeah, you hit the nail on my head. Before you literally started talking, I wrote down a note to, to so I wouldn't forget. But I said when when you, when you fall in this comparison trap or you see. Something that looks shiny and new, and you want to chase it. What happens is, if you're always looking, right, you're always changing. You're never actually getting better and just going all in on one approach. And giving it, you got to give it proper time. You know, like you do this for thirty days. Ah, oh, didn't work. Oh, I'm going to try cold calling. Ah, oh, that didn't work. I only got one meeting. I'm going to try mass emailing. Ah, oh, that didn't work. I only got two results. Like anything you try, you have to stick with it and actually give it a fair shot. And I think. you always have like the shiny object syndrome you're always going to be looking always changing and then you're gonna look back three four years later be like dang dude like my results suck well you, you never really honed in on one process and perfected it right and gotten so good at it and this i shared this story on our um on our youtube channel if you haven't subscribed go do that but this, you know, it was basically how an underwriter did $100,000 their first year with no sales experience. And every year after that, I'm pretty sure the guy's done 100 ever since. But the reason I appreciated the guy so much is first day of the office, he comes by my desk or my cubicle or wherever. And he's like, man, hey, I heard you know, I should talk to you. Well, like, what did you do? And I literally told him what to do. And it was so simple. <laughs> it was like, all right, man, here's what gotta do. 200 prospects. And then always add it to it daily. And then um, start calling people, 40 calls a day every single day. Use this super simple script where all you do is say, hey, would you ever be open to do a conversation on the insurance? Because I know you have cold call reluctance. That will help with that confidence that you're lacking because it's super simple. And then anytime you talk to someone and they say, call me back, write it on a list called a follow-up later list, and then keep track of everyone's X dates. This is before we had insurance X dates and all that stuff. So you literally had to find the X dates and then keep it on an Excel list. Well, dude, the, the guy did 110Ks first year, never had produced ever, right? And then second year, I think he did 100. 20K, whatever. I, and then I've left since then, but I know he was just super consistent and he just took ownership. Right. And he just, he'd always come back and thank me. And I'm not trying to toot my own horn here. I'm just, and I was like, dude, don't thank me. You're just following basic advice. And you know, it's funny that advice that I gave him, I got from my brother way before I I was in the financial leasing industry before I got into insurance in my first sales job. I didn't know what the heck to do. He told me one day, make these tallies every day make 40 tallies, 40 calls at the end, of the, you know, keep track of the people. And I just passed on what I learned. So there's, I'm not special. I don't have any original thoughts about this method, really. Now I do have some nuance, you know, combining insurance and all that stuff with the sales stuff. But, but yeah, so I always like that story. Cause I'm like, dude, the guy just followed the basics. And then we had other guys who try to do networking, launches, this, get their CIC, all this other crazy stuff. And this guy just and they would flop out, fail, and this one guy just stuck to the basics. And every day he'd be in there making his calls. that's All he did, stuck to it. And I just think it's pretty cool and a good testimony to the power of you know consistency and and staying disciplined. And that that's the last thing you know we I'll say is I know we talked about uh, motivation last week and growing that uh, discipline. You know that small muscle that controls our discipline and I always like this too is like discipline as a producer is so much more important than motivation will ever be because you are going to your motivation is going to go up and down especially you're going to compare yourself even if you try not to compare yourself up uh, oh that person did 400 on social I'm doing none you know you, you, start, you start questioning yourself you change things well if your motivation is going like this as well I guess what your results are going to do suck
0: <laughs> right so it's like you mean if you're you mean if your discipline goes like this too
1: yeah, yeah, if you're disciplined cuz your motivation is going to go like this for sure. We're just humans. But when your discipline can stay like this, your results are going to go way, 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 way up. Um so yeah, I, I think and I that's literally the number 1 skill I think almost as a producer that I would look for, is someone who can stay disciplined regardless of how they feel or what's happening around them. It's like you got to stay disciplined, dude.
0: That's a really good point, you know, and I I we've talked about this. I I will admit it discipline is not my strength at all whether it's you know no matter what it is discipline is not my strength i'm more like more going spurts where i'll back myself into the corner and then i'll just go ham for like two months and then i'll back myself into a corner and then you know whether it's weight loss or you know relationships or whatever that's what i do i'm i'm all i'm big highs and big lows and so i've just I don't think I've ever asked you this question before, and if you tell me meditation, I'm just going to end the call. But why <laughs> do you think why do you think that you are so much more even keel? How much of it is nature versus nurture? How much is genetics versus like a practice that you've developed?
1: That's a great question, man. I won't say anything about mediv- motiv- uh, meditation. I didn't even start doing that till three years, four years ago. So I, I wouldn't say it's really that. I did always feel a little bit intrinsically motivated, right? Growing up, anytime I played sports, worked out, I'd always kind of be the hardest worker, right? First one finishing the mile and in football camp, whatever. So I, I don't know if it's all nature, but I would say the part that I would say is nurture. And if you're a parent out here, this might be important, but my dad was always like one of those people, like worked six days a week, got up at five, got home at five. And like, I think just seeing that, discipline um you know had to do it to raise the family of four we you know weren't living a lavish lifestyle as a mailman so it's like i think just him doing that every single day probably wore off on me seeing that and it was always and then i would say you know also i remember my mom growing up too is always is like was kind of like kind of like the suck it up mentality like hey i remember one time in high school i made a big mistake in, in a football game and they threw a touchdown pass over my (laughs) <laughs> I was free safety. I gave him a touchdown. Probably cost us the game, or I don't know if it did, or it hurt. And the coach afterwards, this is high school, right? You're not being paid. And he kind of blasted me, right? In the local paper, town of 20,000. It's kind of a big deal to blast a kid. No, I read it and didn't think anything. And people even wrote to, like, the voice of the people and said, hey, this is terrible. Coach should never say this about a high school athlete. They're amateurs. Well, my mom, like, went to the coach and said, hey, I, I have no issue with what you said, you know. You should say that. if That's what you felt, <laughs> and I don't know if she wrote to the paper too to kind of defend the coach. And I, uh, in my heart, I didn't even take it personally. I like to be hard, coached hard. So I don't know. Maybe it's hard to say. I think I think it's probably a combination. But I think a lot of it probably is environment, and it was just the way I was was raised. Um, you know, I don't know if that helps or hurts people listening to this. I think we can all work. You can work on that skill though. I mean, I think you'll work on discipline. Um, right. Or am I wrong? Do you feel like, do you feel like, just to flip the question back to you, do you feel like you could improve on discipline? Like, do you think there's things you could do to get better at it? Or do you feel kind of helpless? Like, oh man, I'm
0: just Oh no, a thousand percent. I, um, I think it kind of goes back to, I don't know if it was last podcast, maybe it was last podcast where it's like, I, you know, I'm almost 40 years old. I have been the way that I am for 40 years. I have, you know, like grooved those neural pathways, you know. And so the thing that kind of resonates with me is what we talked about where it's like just picking something and then just making small changes and stacking them. Cause I think yeah. that ultimately discipline comes down to and preparation and like putting yourself in a position to succeed. Right. So that's kind of how I look at it. And I have not missed a mile yet, by the way. So good for you, man. I have. Yeah. I've ran a mile every day since, uh, Anyways, yeah, I, I, if it can't be changed, then you know, God, I'm fucked. <laughs> hey,
1: well, you know, this is what I would say if you're, a, if you're a, we're if you're all, an agency, you know, we're all screwed. If you're an agency principal, listen to this, or a manager, or just maybe your own agent, you know, no manager. I think this is one other important thing I had learned. As uh, for those who don't know, I started my career at Federated Insurance, which is very rigid. You're a direct writer, you're captive, so. But but one thing I always liked about them is they laid out a business plan for you to follow. It's like, and they would always just drill this here, follow the business plan, right? And it pissed a lot of people off because it's like, I don't want to be micromanaged and all this stuff. But I tell you what, if you were not disciplined, it created that structure that you need. And so I would say maybe you can't inherently be intrinsically change that, right, at age 40. But you can surround yourself with a framework or accountability people to hold you Accountable and, and and give you that structure you need. Not everybody listening needs that structure, but there is a lot of people I think who do, and uh, especially a lot of younger agents who who do because this is just a different animal trying to sell insurance. It's you know it's not like selling tech or some some other stuff. And I and I think without that structure, you get lost out there at networking lunches and drop-ins and golf events and learning and taking CIC course. You know, all of a sudden you look back, it's like, oh man, I'm making 20 calls a week. I'm not hitting my numbers. Well, yeah, dude, you're you got to follow this framework. You know, you got to follow a business plan.
0: You get, you're 27 years old. You get hired by this agency and you, you're sold on the dream of renewals and building this asset, this book of business. And and the longer you do it, the bigger it's going to grow and the more money you're going to make. And you're like, man, if I can just do this for like 10 years, that's going to set me up for the rest of my life. And then you go in and they, they give you a desk and a cube and they say, we'll give you $700 to go get your CIC. Write down a list of people, you know, get meetings, whatever, go join a golf club. You just got to get out there and get seen. And then six months later, they say, Hey, why haven't you written anything? Like that's the experience of most new producers, you know? And like, this industry is hard enough to take somebody and then just throw them out on an Island or give them a mentor that doesn't give a shit about helping them anyways, or didn't actually do it from scratch. Meanwhile, they're having to do it from scratch. That's just, that's my big beef with the industry. Obviously it's hard. Obviously not everybody can do it, but I just, you can't tell me that, the 90% failure rate is because 90% of people who try it can't do it. I just don't believe that. I just genuinely don't believe that. I agree. Meanwhile, they see a guy on the sales call who did 400,000, and they're like, oh, man, I'm the worst. But they don't know the story behind it. They didn't go through the you know the deal flow that they, they have no idea it's just they see that they're not producing they see this outlier who's done incredible and again it's just <clears throat> it's just a cycle they just it, it's yeah what we keep people deserve better
1: yeah no 100 percent. and ultimately isn't what matters your income I mean, what if what if someone you're comparing yourself against is at a large agency and you're at a small deal, but you're making sixty percent, they're making twenty five percent, you know? So there's there's just we yeah. we could go down so many rabbit holes with this. That's just another example, you know, of why the whole comparison things. Or I I know su- several guys out there listening and fans of the show and people that we interact with are like, dude, I got to service my own book. I got to I got to be my own account manager. Well, right, dude, a hundred might be tough. You know, you know, so there's just so many different factors, but I, I I think ultimately, I think what you and I are both saying is, yeah, like, go compare, you know, benchmark yourself, compare, try to improve, but just don't get discouraged and and find one thing that works for you and stick to it, give it a fair shot, be disciplined. And this, uh, there's no reason that 90% should fail. I mean, it should be, I think, I think 50%, right? I mean, I think, uh, it should be aligned with probably other sales professions. And I think 90 just seems way too high.
0: Agreed. Anything else you want to add before we wrap this up?
1: No, go check out and subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'm putting up stuff, Yeah, a lot of stuff out there.
0: So My boy's getting after it over there, huh? It's gotten a lot better since we started trying to crank it up a little bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of... Learning from the one percent outlier, right? I'm Ali Abdal is a, you know, the guy's crushing on YouTube. Probably one of the top YouTube creators, and so I'm trying to learn from him, right? But I'm not sitting here like, oh my god, my channel sucks. I'm quitting or get all stressed out over it. I'm learning from it. So
0: we paid a thousand dollars of our own money to make Micah better at YouTube because he could just thrash around by himself trying to figure it out, but. We made the investment and uh, we'll see what Micah can make happen on YouTube. Um, So I guess my thoughts are find a method, stick with it. There's always outliers. Be careful trying to be a pioneer and find a new way. I'm not saying don't, but just remember pioneers always take the arrows. Um. Find a way that works for you and let time do its thing. Like uh, Uncle Warren Buffett says, uh, compounding is the eighth wonder of the world. So find something that works. Do it every day. Come hell or high water. And then look up in 10 years and see where you're at. That's what I think. I like it.
1: Wise words there.
0: All right. Well, everybody, we thank you. Uh, appreciate you listening. If you're not a newsletter subscriber, go to maxrevenueletter.beehive.com um, and just sign up there. Everything—that's a good starting point. There, you can get to the producer playbook. You can get to the the YouTube show. You can get to pretty much everything. And also, uh, if you just want to see what we have, go to. You can check the show notes as well. All the links will be in there. We appreciate you. Thanks for listening. We do not take it for granted. We know it's hard to do this job and for you to take time out of your day to listen to two idiots talk about uh, mid market commercial insurance uh, is not lost on us. So we appreciate you and we'll catch you on the next episode.
1: Peace.